Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. We're going to talk about college football. Will there be a season? What might the effect be on other sports? All due to the coronavirus pandemic sweeping the country. We're going to talk about it. Will we see college football? What might happen to the other sports? The NFL draft. Trey's got some stuff on Joe Burrow for you. We'll also talk about Warren Morris, the walk-off game-winning home run in the national championship against Miami for the LSU Tigers. That was replayed on TV uh, this week. We'll have all of that and much more. A lot of good stuff. A lot of fun with Trey Blossman and I on Sports Takes. Now, next week, there'll be three podcasts. Trey Blossman and I will do sports takes on Monday, preview the NFL draft for you and the LSU Tigers. On Tuesday, Mike Fazan of New Orleans, who covers the Saints. We'll talk about the New Orleans Saints in the NFL draft. That's on Tuesday. And then Wednesday is Chin Music with Rick Robinson and myself. We'll talk about the unwritten rules in the game of baseball. All of that, lots of fun. Please share this podcast Connect on social media with me, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm happy to connect with you. Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account as well. We'll hear a quick message from Anchor, then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's college football, other college sports. Will they become club sports? We'll talk about all of that and much, much more. Joe Burrow, the NFL Draft, Warren Morris, LSU Baseball, After this pause, stay tuned. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day. Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We're talking sports with TK. As I mentioned, it's Sports Takes. Trey Blossman will join me in just a minute. We're going to talk some college football and some other college sports all surrounding the coronavirus pandemic, which we can now say maybe we're getting a better look. We're getting a light at the end of the tunnel of getting on the other side of this thing for our entire nation, not just for the sports world. Without any further ado, I want to say hello to Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you doing today? Doing fine, Tommy. Doing fine. Yeah, as I mentioned, maybe there's a little light at the end of the tunnel now. You had told me when I mentioned that off the air that you hope there's not a resurge or a, a, you know, a, a, a revisit of bad numbers uh, after this. But I, I'm not smart enough to know the answer to all of this. But I'm glad to see that America and the sports world are trying. Well, you know, we we need to do something, Tommy. I, I, you know, who who knows what the president is being told in private that we don't know about? I think he's a very smart man. I think he knows we need to get the economy going. I also think he doesn't want to see a resurgence in the numbers growing and swelling again. Uh, I'd love to know what he knows privately. But you're right. Nobody really knows. We're in uncharted territory. I think he and the task force are doing their best. And I think it's been a Herculean effort. You know, they got some of the first uh, ventilators from General Motors delivered today. Uh, 
to bring private business into this as part of the solution, I think was very smart. I don't think government's typically good at a lot of things. Uh, so I was happy to see the private sector get involved. And it does look like there's an impetus to move forward. I think that's a good thing. I just hope that the downside of that isn't a return to the numbers growing as they were before they apparently slowed. But nobody, nobody really knows, Tommy, that and, yeah, you know, people are making this a political thing. I, I heard a comment earlier in the week and they said, if this can't bring us together, whatever can. And that's a really good question, Tommy. Yes, it sure is. And this is going to be different in each state. It's going to be different in each part of states, including Louisiana, where New Orleans is a hot spot. And, you know, you can't treat the people in Shreveport or Monroe the same way as you might treat the people in Louisiana. And everybody's just going to have to dig in and understand it and listen to the leaders and do what they ask you to do and hope we don't have a resurgence of this thing. I saw an interesting interview last night with the governor of South Dakota, Christy Moen. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. She never did shut the state down. The only one that didn't get shut down. Now, they don't have a lot of dense population in South Dakota, as one could imagine. I've never been there, but, I, you know, they got more people in, in six blocks in New York than they probably have in, in South Dakota. She <laughs> said that the citizens listened to the restrictions, the six feet. You know, they did everything to the best of their ability. They've had one reported case. Now, again, there's not nearly as many people in South Dakota, so they got to be treated differently than New York, L.A., Detroit, New Orleans, you know, which gets talked about just every time they bring this up. And, of course, our state of Louisiana, which always brings us back to the sports world. Certainly the sports world is the fun and games department in life, although it's so important to the fabric of America and many, many people. Not everybody likes sports. Sometimes I got to remind some of my friends of that. There are people who could give a darn about what happens in the sports world. But here in the South, here in Louisiana, I'm in Baton Rouge. You're on the North Shore uh, above New Orleans in, in the St. Tammany Parish area. College football, such a huge moneymaker. College football supports most athletic departments across this country, not just in the Power Five conferences, but in the Group of Five and other schools, the independents, the whole bit. They, they are going to do whatever they can to get a football season going, provided they can live up to all the requirements and the mandates and the suggestions of the CDC and the governmental leaders, but they need the money. We always joke about follow the money. The money is important, but it is. And this money that comes in from college football, not just in the South, not just LSU and in the state of Louisiana, but across the country, fuels sports for so many other sport student athletes that, you know, something's going to be done or we're going to see some drastic problems. The University of Cincinnati eliminated men's soccer because they know, you know, cuts are coming up and they don't know if there's going to be, you know, a football season or what kind of revenue will come in. Old Dominion University, which is over there in the 
in Virginia or North Carolina. I don't even know. I guess I should know that. They eliminated their Virginia. They eliminated their wrestling program. Colorado, who's in the Pac-12, has never ever had a baseball program, which LSU fans would would find that mind-boggling. That a Pac-12 school doesn't even have a program. So certainly, I want to see college football played. I hope it gets played. I hope it doesn't lead to a resurgence of virus problems. Uh, and I think the powers that be are going to do everything possible to play it. And I think they got to do it in the fall. If you push it to the spring, you open a can of worms on so many things. I'll give you one example. Let's say they're going to play in February and March and April. Does Trevor Lawrence say, you know what? I'm about to be a millionaire in the NFL draft. I'm not going to play in February, March, and April. Obviously, the quarterback from Clemson, who's very good and will be one of the top picks in the 2021 draft. And then you could extrapolate that on to many other players on many other teams that may choose to do that. I think they got to figure out a way to do something in the fall. Keep the big calendar as close to the same as possible. We've talked about that on previous podcasts. Hopefully, they can find a way to play college football. I've been rambling a little bit. I want your comments, and then I'm going to bring up a second scenario that I have with the minor sports at all of these schools. Well, Tommy, number one, if you're playing football in February, March, and April, are you playing football again in September? Do you have a – what happens to spring practice? You know, summer camp? You can't – it's impossible – to return to normal in 2021 for college football if you're playing the 2020 schedule in the spring. You know, you, you, you're better off just not having a season at that point, I think, and picking it back up the next year. Uh, do you grant an extra year of eligibility to everybody that wants one? Uh, or actually, they wouldn't have used that year of eligibility. You know, you now have five to play four, would we need to give them six to play four in that case? I mean, it, it, as you said, it opens up a lot of different cans of worms. As far as other sports, when I was at LSU in 1976, a lot different environment on campus then than now in many, many, many ways, Tommy. But rugby was a club sport at LSU. It wasn't a varsity, you know, university sanctioned sport it was a club sport and they played against other schools that had it as a club sport i could see almost everything other than baseball basketball and football being played at what they call a club level and not you know a major university sanctioned team uh who knows but the money does come from football we talked about that last week on the podcast or maybe it was the one we did earlier this week Football is needed. It's needed financially by every university that has athletic programs. It's needed emotionally in a lot of places in the country, particularly in the South. Look, my mom and dad are in their upper 80s, Tommy. I'm lucky that they're still with us. They seem to be doing pretty well. They're looking forward to football season so much. How many more football seasons do they have? You know, uh, at their age, that's that's what's rewarding to them is watching LSU football on a Saturday night. Uh, I sure hope we're going to have a season for them and for everybody else. 
you know, you mentioned spring practice. Spring practice may be something that goes away as a ramification of that. Make a little footnote of that in the back of your head somewhere that I, I made that comment. But my other thing, we talk about the football money and few of the other sports. You know, LSU has 16 varsity sports. Okay, I'm going to just use a couple of an example. I think everybody can follow along. You know, volleyball and tennis. Okay, to me, it, what's going to go by the wayside is sending the volleyball team to South Carolina on a Tuesday, Wednesday to play a volleyball match or to Fayetteville, Arkansas, with the costs involved in that. I don't know if it'll become a club sport, but perhaps there'd be a different structure or a separate kind of conference where LSU volleyball could go play against Southeastern and Hammond, Nichols and Thibodeau, UNO, Tulane, Southern, Lafayette, ULL, Lafayette, uh, McNeese, and, and, and the cost of the expenses would be so drastically less. And I think they'd have more people watch the game. They go to soccer lives and be 27 people watching the match, okay? And, and this could apply to tennis, women and diving, soccer, golf. I mean, you know, it, it might just be the way things have to be. You know, I think rugby is still a club sport at LSU. I know lacrosse is. We televised a lacrosse game three or four years ago that I was a part of the production for Pelican Broadcasting in Baton Rouge. I know for a fact it was a, a club sport then. They got no monies from the athletic department. They got a little bit from the recreation, UREC at LSU, as it's called. Uh, but the rest of that, they had to go raise on their own. Uh, it was a, considered a club sport. I think you make a good point that I didn't think of. We may see volleyball and tennis and some of these things become club sports. You know, and, and then regionally, you may have, you know, up in the Northeast and the Midwest, you know, hockey and soccer might not have to be a club sport, but they can travel close and be popular. Then you get in the South and up the West Coast and the Florida and warmer weather, golf might could be a little bit bigger, you know, uh, due to weather. And golf's not as important up in the Northeast because they can't play but a couple months out of the year. So I just think if you're a sports fan, you need to know that any and all of these things could happen. And Trey and I, by certainly no means, are the end all here. It's just something we're thinking about. Two guys that have followed sports intently basically all of our lives have talked about it written about it, been a part of it in many ways as uh, media members or journalists, if you will. These are just some of the things that I'm thinking, don't be surprised if that's the direction it goes in. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Tommy. And uh, not all change is bad. And, and some of the changes that might come out of this whole deal uh, will be good. A, a lot of money is spent on a lot of these sports uh We'll see where it goes. Like we talked in the Monday segment, the new normal. What's going to be the new normal? There's a lot of changes in store in our lives coming up, Tommy. Yeah, and, you know, you may have to adjust some things, um, probably a lot of things, but just what I'm thinking out loud here, Title IX might have to be put in quarantine. I'll use that word since we're all using that. It's a, a buzzword in our country now to where you won't have to meet the Title IX requirements for five years or eight years until things get back to closer to normalcy or spring football practice or, you know, the fact that you got to have 14 varsity sports to be a Division One school. They may have to relax that. They did that for Tulane after Katrina. Tulane shrunk way below the, that number of sports programs for financial and logistic reasons 
the NCAA granted them a waiver because of what happened to in Katrina and what happened to their campus and their athletic program. So it's not like you can't do it. It's not like you, like you said, sometimes you have to make change good or bad. Sometimes you have to change. So we know we'll just see, but it's just something I wanted to kick around today. I know the NFL drafts coming up next week and you and I'll do a podcast on Monday where we'll look at that draft. And I know you got some info on Joe Burrow, uh, of the LSU Tigers uh, in just a second here, but we got that and some other good podcasts for folks next week about the Saints draft and about baseball's unwritten rules with Rick Robinson and I on Chin Music. But Trey, uh, before we head out of here, I know you wanted to talk about a report you saw pertain that'll pertain to the NFL draft next week, which again, you and I'll do a podcast Monday about that, but uh, go ahead, sir. You got the floor. Well, I got, and, and I'm going to mention one other thing relative to change. And I don't know if you saw this, Tommy, but it's now being floated out there that the athletes entering college for the August September session will not have to have a test score to be eligible. NCAA is waiving the minimum test score on the ACT or SAT for incoming freshman athletes. That's a big change, Tommy. Again, it's them doing something for the student athlete. And I like that. There's only been a handful of times in NC2A history that they did something strictly aimed at the betterment of the student athlete. I know that's what they're all about. But I, I'm being somewhat facetious, sarcastic, but not, yeah. really, but not really being, yeah, not really being sarcastic. Because anytime they can do, it's you know, I said that when they granted all these spring sports athletes another year, that was for the student athlete. I applauded that, and I applaud your report just now about the uh, testing scores. Yeah, that's a good thing, uh, Tommy. People who follow the NFL have heard the term wonderlick. It's a uh, mental scoring program for quarterbacks particularly and over time we've seen some guys with some off the charts high scores and some very low scores well they've graded the quarterback class this year Nate Stanley from Iowa had the highest score at 40 Jake Fromm at Georgia had a 35 Joe Burrow from LSU had a 34 it falls off pretty good after them uh, Jake Lutton at Oregon State, 29. Jordan Love, 27. Justin Herbert, 25. And then it falls all the way down at the bottom of the list to a 13, Tommy. 13. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was 16. 18. 18. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are half and less than half of what Joe Burrow scored. Uh, you know, it doesn't bode well for Tua that he has health issues and health questions and a really low score on the Wonderlick. And that's not the ultimate criteria, but it's something that the NFL has used for many years. And the mere fact that they keep using it tells me that they get something out of it, maybe more some years than others. By the way, I made a 41 on the Wonderlick. <laughs> I'd like to take the Wonderlick. I took yeah. it. I made a 41. That's awesome. It's not it's not as difficult as you might think, but I took it as an adult, not an 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kid coming out of college. Right, right. But anyway, well, look, Trey, we'll talk more about Joe Burrow and the NFL draft, which will commence next Thursday, three days, and they will have the highest TV ratings they've ever 
had for the draft because uh, even the casual fan or the non-football fan might tune in just because it'll be some live-action sports. No doubt about that. I think people are starved. By the way, I watched the 96 LSU-Miami baseball championship game last night. Uh, very, very entertaining watching the Tigers with a great comeback to get the win there. Uh, historic moment for LSU sports. Uh, uh, arguably, that's, that's what we're down to watching, right? Tommy. You know, well, I'm watching well, a, uh, a baseball that, that, game from 24 years ago, you know. <laughs> Let's let's talk about something for about another two minutes. That brings up a good question: Is Warren Morris's home run the greatest moment in LSU sports history? Now, the one thing that'll get talked about will be the cannon putt return on Halloween to beat you know help beat Ole Miss. Pete Maravich breaking Oscar Robertson's scoring record. You know, but I, I'm a baseball nut, as you know. I'll lead to Warren Morris because it was a home run that walked off a national championship. Yeah, you know, it was a very significant moment in LSU sports. If it's not the top one, it's right up there with a small handful there. Uh, and the impact being a national championship. Look, the Bluegrass Miracle may have been a more outstanding play. But all that gave us was a win over a Kentucky team we should have beaten in the first place. It didn't give us a national championship over a Miami team that was heavily favored to beat us. If you ever get a chance to see the 30-30 on Warren Morris, you need to watch it if you haven't already. And this goes to all our listeners, too. It's a tremendous story. How he missed most of the year with a broken hamate bone in his wrist. That was the only home run he hit all year. It's a cool story, and Warren's a great guy. I've been around Warren. I've interviewed him. I've been around him in a social setting a handful of times. A great guy. He's in the banking business up in his hometown of Alexandria now. He's got a bunch of kids and uh, just a, a super guy who will forever be a fixture in College World Series history, college baseball history, and, of course, LSU baseball or LSU athletics history. Well, it, he crushed that pitch, and if I'm – Remembering correctly, was it a first pitch home run? Oh, now you, now you drive, you, you're really testing me now. I don't know the answer to that, whether it was first pitch or not. But I'll tell you what, I'll find out. We'll throw that in on Monday's podcast. Very good, Tommy. Everybody have a great weekend. All right. We appreciate uh, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. Thank you, Trey. We'll do this again Monday. All right, sir. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.